Why Nickers? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers means Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? You are listening to Nickish. You got your boys Mo, Nafi, and Faiz here on this June 1st, 2022. Lots to talk about today. Not many of which are the Knicks, but there's so much so, there's so much going on in the NBA that we have to break it down. The NBA Finals are going to start tomorrow, and we're here to give you guys our thoughts on what to expect over the next couple of weeks as far as the NBA Finals go and much more. Uh, Nafi, how you doing this evening, man? Can't complain. You know what I mean? We got NBA Finals time. Always a good time of the year. And, like, honestly, like, I'm going to sound like a stand, but I'm happy to see, you know I mean, the Warriors back in the finals. So I'm doing good. Great. Yeah. I mean, dude, this first time since the 60s we're seeing the Celtics and the Warriors, and it feels good to see the Warriors back. So I'm, I'm excited. Fights, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing great, man. Rangers in the Eastern Conference Finals right hey, now. Shout out New Rangers. York, New York is bumping. We got all the bandwagon Knicks fans bu- bumping on the Rangers <laughs> bandwagon. <laughs> I never watched the, <laughs> never watched one minute of hockey in my life. All of a sudden, uh, Zabanajad and Igor are my best friends. So <laughs> feeling good. We we repping the the was the blue and red, blue red and yes, white. Yes, sir. The blue shirts. Red, white, and blue. Uh, is that what, what I have no idea how they refer to it. Hey, we are a month D. away from July fourth too, so you know let's you know two birds one stone. Yo, on that note, shout out to James Dolan and Jimmy D. I thought they said we couldn't have a winning organization with him as an owner. I don't know these pundits. Howard Beck, I'm ta- I'm calling you out. You know what I mean, uh, right. that's wild. That's a wild statement you just said. You said shout out Jimmy D. That's your that's your boy Jimmy D. I didn't Jimmy say D. He's, Dolan, hey, my boy. He's somebody's boy. I'm just saying. Shout out to the man that signs the checks. You know what I mean? So you know, hopefully the we can say the same about the Knicks soon. You know what I mean? That's all, that's all I'm saying. You know I mean, mean, yeah. He's doing exactly as he should. Bro, he's they not were doing saying anything. like a year ago that. Dolan was meddling and messed up the Rangers, and here we are at the Eastern Conference Finals against hey. the Warriors dynasty of the NHL. You know the Tampa. Is that what it is? That's kind of crazy. Damn, bro. Th- really? th- about oh, three, if they, they could repeat this year. So holy cow! Okay. Oh, damn. I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Yeah, I don't real. think the like, listeners good... are the listeners aren't here for our non-expert <laughs> beyond non-expert <laughs> takes on the hockey. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they score goals over there, right? Is am I right when I say that? I, th- I, I, I still thought it was a touchdown, stick. bro. Is, is that is that cricket or is that who, what is this again? Like, is it, this is on ice, right? The it's ice don't melt just, in the summer. It's just the mighty ducks. How they that put that there. Hockey. That was Bro, fun. it's just manly figure skating, so. <laughs> Testosterone-infused figure skating. I see it. I see it. Oh, man. A lot has happened this week. Uh, we saw the Eastern Conference Finals Game 7 between the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. I'm sure uh, Faiz here was not rooting for the Heat. I here was rooting for the Heat. Nafi, I believe, was also rooting for the Heat. Uh, Faiz, let's, let's go to you first. What were your quick thoughts on that on that game seven? Uh man, I, I gotta say, shout out Jimmy Butler, man. Instead of shouting out Jimmy B, a D, we gotta shout out Jimmy B, bro. Like he he really earned my respect in this series because I feel like I was always one of those people who 
I, I don't know. Like, I like Jimmy Butler, but, like, I always saw him on the outside looking in. But he really, really proved himself in this series, even with Kyle Lowry not playing to his best in the beginning and, you know, playing through injury and whatnot. So I don't think there's really any shame in losing to the Celtics team. We knew that they were basically, like, honestly, the best team in basketball post, like, be- losing to the Knicks, L- losing to RJ. Since then, they've been, like, on a tear. So I don't, I don't really think there's any shame to losing to this this Celtics team who's been really battle-tested having this hard journey to the to the finals. So uh, it's, it's tough if you're a Heat fan, you know, you, you want to know what the next answer is because obviously Kyle Lowry doesn't look like it, but I, I don't think there's anything there's anything harmful in it. What about you guys? I'm inclined to agree. No shame in losing to this team, you know what I mean? Um, and as much as I hate Boston, you just got to give them the respect because, you know, ever since, you know, Rowan Barrett blessed him that day, that, 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 uh, <laughs> That evening, when uh, you know what I mean, he, he dotted Jason Tatum's eye with the game winner. It, it's all been uphill for Boston. You know what I mean? So they owe RJ at least a fruit basket, to be real. You <laughs> know what I mean? But um, no, nah, I mean, what do you guys think of like just to kind of stay on that Eastern Conference? What do you guys think of Jimmy's shot? You know what I mean? Like we gave like you, like you were saying, Faiz give him all credit, but like there seemed to be some people that were like split. Not even some. I feel like it was a hot topic, just like whether he should have taken that. Um, that three when, when he pulled up to win the game towards the end of the game, you know what I mean? And, you know, I personally think, like, yo, who am I to fucking bitch at Jimmy for taking that? You know what I mean? Like, you can't watch this man go God mode and literally keep you guys in the game and be like, yo, Jimmy, what's, what the hell are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, is that that's going to be the moment you nitpick? But that's my perspective, you know? So I want to get y'all take, like, what do you think, Mo? What do you think, uh, Faiz? I don't think you can blame him on that shot. I mean, he, you know... A guy who played every minute of that game on a Game 7 who was carrying his team through multiple rounds. Jimmy Butler was arguably the best player in the postseason. And, you know, at some point it, it picks up on the end. For him to pull up on a wide-open three-pointer, which, you know, if I will, you know, I'll let you mention the stat later. Uh, it's, it's a highly efficient shot for Jimmy Butler. Even though he's not a great three-point shooter, that pull-up jumper is a highly efficient shot for Jimmy Butler. And for him to try to put the game away and not try to force overtime, I respect it. I understand it. And I think, you know, I'm not going to say it was a right move, but I, it was a good move for him to do and try to put the game away. So shout-out Jimmy Butler. I, he, he proved the doubters wrong. In 2020, everyone thought that it was a bubble matchup, and that's why they were able to get into the NBA Finals. But now nah, he said, fuck that. I am the best player on my team in Miami at whatever age he is. He's like, what, 31, 32 now? And still, you know, playing at a high, high level, playing like a top 10 player. And uh, he, he did all that he could. And I, you can't – not one person can blame him. Fuck the Miami Heat fans for leaving two minutes early again. Like they didn't <laughs> learn their lesson years prior. That Miami traffic crazy, bro. Come on. <laughs> that shit crazy. South Honestly, Peak, man, if I was in Miami, I, I'd hit the club right after two. <laughs> what was he going to do, right? Fair point all around. I mean, yo, yeah. I don't want I don't want to hear this Jimmy Butler slander. Like it's 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 really unfair to a guy who who played his heart out for for a team through injuries, through his other star player being trash. Bam really did not show up. Kyle mm-hmm. Lowry towards the end came came, you know, looked a little bit more like himself, but can't expect too much for him at his age of 36. Tyler Hero being out. So I, I respect Jimmy Butler trying to seal the game right there because if we're going to be honest, like, I feel like, like, yes, obviously these guys want to win, but I feel like Jimmy Butler knows, like, yo, let me take this chance on this three. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You know, like, we're, we're a little yeah, bit yeah. in over our heads, you know? Like, look at the Celtics team, look at the way they're built, and look at how we're built. So the fact that they took it to Game 7 is impressive as fuck. And Mo was talking about that stat that I mentioned earlier. 
apparently above the break on that that three point pull up shot, he's shooting about forty three percent. He's not a great three point shooter at like thirty something in the regular season behind the arc, but that's his shot. Forty five percent is crazy. That's wild. Anything over thirty eight percent on that shot is pretty good, right? And like, yeah, he could have went for the layup, but. Yo, man, I'm, again, like, I'm going to go with Nafi here. I'm not going to judge this this NBA player who just put up 55, I think. What was it, 55 in the other game and, like, 30-something yeah, yeah, yeah. in this game? Like, he, he was going LeBron-esque in that game six. I'm, I'm not going to really hold it against Jimmy. I feel like, if anything, he's proven himself more. I just feel like there's way more question marks for the rest of the Heat team, especially yeah. with Tyler Hero being out, and now they have to, you know, possibly extend the guy. There's a lot of question marks going on with the Heat. Tyler Hero was obviously, I mean, uh, Kyle Lowry was obviously not the answer to push them over the hump. And Bam in the playoffs, he's looking more like a traditional center there. So wonder what's what's next for the Heat. It's a good question. But like last note on the Jimmy thing, like the human element above all, it's like yo, this man was probably tired as shit. He's like, I cannot do overtime. And like to your point, Faiz, just like Hero, like out of commission. Lowry looking old as shit. Uh, you know what I mean? Jimmy was probably just like, yo, we cannot do overtime because we literally physically probably cannot even last. You know what I mean? So he's like, let me pull up for the win here. So the real question, as you said, though, is where does Miami really go from here with these kind of question marks up and down the roster? So, like, Mo, if you have any kind of take on that, just want to get your take. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, as long as Pat Riley is there as part of, as part of the Miami Heat organization, Miami's going to be fine no matter what happens. And they'll they'll figure out a move to keep themselves as a top five team, and, and they'll always be in the playoffs. Bam Adebayo looks shook in his playoffs for some reason, and he needs to figure that out. I think for him it's a mental game because on, on the court we know what he's capable of. We've seen in the 2020 bubble, and he's capable of being that number two guy. I think Jimmy should remain that number one guy. He should be entrusted with the keys to Miami. Uh, it's up to them now to get that third-star player. Kyle Lowry has had a lot of miles, man. He's played a lot of playoff games with, with Toronto. He's held their team. He's carried them on their back, on his back. And, um, you know, he might not be that guy to be on their team. But for them to find a, another superstar caliber player, all-star caliber player, it shouldn't be any problem. It's Miami, man. Mad players want to go there to a high-functioning organization with the Barely with the paying coach. taxes. No, barely paying Miami. taxes. No rules. He's mentioned the clubs. Exactly, <laughs> the clubs. Come on, man. And uh, Eric Spolstra <laughs> is one of the best coaches of in NBA history, you know. And hey, he's, he's there, and he'll be there next year. That body fat percentage might be stopping people because I don't know if you guys saw that. I think it was like Jermaine O'Neal. He was talking about, man, I was looking at the Orioles in the pantry, yeah. and I was like, yeah, I'm off this. I'm off this. That so. might be a myth. I mean, because you guys see Lowry, there's no way this man passed the body fat percentage <laughs> requirement. Like, are you kidding <laughs> he had to be getting like a doctor's note that Andrew Wiggins doctor's note he tried to do for the fucking vaccine. Yo. He's like, yo, Andrew, let me borrow that. You're not using it. Your shit got rejected. <laughs> I, I mean, you're you're definitely right. As long as Eric Spolstra and and um, Pat and Pat Riley are there, yeah, they're not really worried because you know they have Tyler Hero. They can like you know they can always use him to acquire a star. I think he's proven himself enough. And if not, like you know, Duncan Robinson didn't really work out for them, but he's a value player uh, as a wing player. Maybe not at that contract, but they they have stuff to make it work. I just feel like. Bam needs to rely more on the defense and and show why he's like an all NBA defender. He's not really that great of a shooter, and that's that's why it's kind of tough to play him in the playoffs. Like we've been seeing a lot of these centers have been being played off the floor, so Bam just needs to find a, a way to make himself more more uh just more important on the floor. And I feel like that comes with defense first. And he's quick on his feet. I, I feel like they'll they'll find a way to adjust. These guys are hardworking guys and. I trust the Miami Heat, like you said, to be in that top five, be in the playoffs again. Not not too concerned for that team. 
I think what you hit on is like the main point. Like for me, from my perspective, just Bam, like him actually like working on his offense is gonna also be crucial. Like yeah, he's a vital on on D, but like there were times when you watch that series, it's like why are you fading away? Like right. when you're literally like the most brawlic athletic dude in the paint at that moment. You know what I mean? Like. I feel like him getting more of a consistent jumper would help, you know what I mean? Or also just, like, I'm going to sound like a ma- crazy old head right now. Like, just get a post game, you know what I mean? Just, like, get your ass in a post. <laughs> Learn a good hook shot, you know what I mean? And, like, because we've seen Bam, at least in the regular season, he's got, like, that playmaking, like, uh, skill, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he's got, like, he averages, like, what, four or five assists, something like that, just off top. So, I don't know. I think as far as, like, internally, it's mostly going to be on Bam. And Tyler Hero need to be healthy, too, you know what I mean? I think that's the biggest thing, but, yo. We might be looking at the main competition for Donovan Mitchell. Like, since we're still on this this topic of Miami, like, before we kind of switch gears and talk about Boston, like, yuck, you know what I mean? But we got to give them credit. They're going to a championship. But, like, what y'all make of that? You think Miami is going to make that hard push for Donovan Mitchell this summer? I mean, it's a it's a coveted superstar player who it, it, who might be unhappy with his team. So yeah, you can bet your ass that Miami's gonna go for it because Miami go Riley. Miami will go Absolutely. for any and every superstar that comes available, just like the Knicks, and see if you know what what so what would have, it take. <laughs> Miami Heat fans have successful. the exactly. bro. The Miami <laughs> Heat fans have the biggest gallery of photoshopped NBA players with their jersey on. I guarantee you. That. Lakers fans are offended if they're listening. To this. <laughs> Knicks fans too. <laughs> they're Knicks they're fans like, too. We, we throwing so many stones Nick, from Nick Fan and Lakers right fans work hard. Miami fans work harder, bro. These guys, the the thing is, I've been I've been on this train. I've been saying that I think Miami is the biggest threat to get uh, Donovan Trip. Mitchell because I feel like yes, the picks are great for a, a team like the Jazz. You know, the, maybe if they want to rebuild, but when you have guys like Gobert and the rest of the team, Quinn Snyder, a guy like Tyler Hero seems much <laughs> more pivotal to to change the the face of the franchise for the jazz so I, mean, I don't know why just, they would go for the picks you know maybe like, realize on a more crude level like you're right they the people of utah will be very happy with tyler hero <laughs> the the franchise yes like i yes <laughs> listeners know what i'm hinting at not even hinting at. i'm master. pointing at that shit with a neon sign y'all know why tyler hero will be a hero to the utah fans <laughs> uh, the, the fit is a little questionable with uh, jordan clarkson on the team as well because they're like a kind of similar type of players sure. but I really do think that the Jazz can build around Tyler Hero and and you know Let's make something work. They throwing Duncan Robinson, boom! Yeah. People of Utah, the one-two punch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> one-two punch, one-two gun. Um, Call that duo the Avalanche. Yeah. I'll let y'all <laughs> realize what that means. <laughs> the Cream Brothers. Oh, good lord! Pause. Maybe they, hey, they could Pause. low key. <laughs> <laughs> they could get Grayson Allen in there, man. You jazz Call them Philadelphia crazy, they cream bro. cheese. No. <laughs> <laughs> cream cheese, bros. Oh, no. Yo. Uh, but what's, what's crazy to me is that I don't think that Miami would have a better package if they're surrounding with Tyler Hero if we're offering Julius Randle and picks. Julius Randle is a better player than Tyler Hero. I think no doubt yeah. about it. I think I think 30 right now, out of 30 teams would agree to that. Tyler, I mean, right now, I, I don't know. I, the recency bias makes it tough because Tyler Hero just came off the best season of his career and Julius is coming off the worst. Obviously, it's two different players, but the recency bias always, you know, it, takes... But, like, he, was, he wasn't that active in the playoffs, though. He wasn't that pivotal yeah. in the playoffs. So, I, I don't know. I, I think with Rudy Gobert and his age, like to believe, they're going to they're gonna like want to more of a win-now kind of player. I think Randall is Possible. more of a win-now kind of player. And plus, Possible. you know, the, the picks from the Knicks would be a bit more coveted than the ones in Miami. Because oh, sure. honestly, for who sure. has a better chance of gaining the playoffs year in, year out? It's not it's not the Knicks. Bro, we could add picks to until the trade is blue in the face. You feel me? Miami cannot offer that. But 
They can offer something that we can't. The Mormon brothers. That's the name I'm going exactly. with. Exactly. <laughs> what would we just say? Cream cheese. Like, it's happening. We already got the marketing <laughs> angle done. You know what I mean? Like, boom. Well, also, we're, we're like, I feel like as a pod, like, as all of us, we're all just, like, so easily pushing Donovan out of Utah. There's a huge chance he just ends up staying, you know? Like, it, I feel like. Yeah, but that's no fun. Like, <laughs> where is the why, fun in that? Why you know be mean? realistic, right? Why? You know what I mean, why? No, not even. Because, like, you know what I mean? We've seen, like, talented guard, a.k.a. Darren Williams, push his way out of Utah. Actually, right, technically, right. he was eyeing other places. Utah's like, oh, shit, we about we 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 to get dumped. So they did the imminent strike. So, I don't know. We'll see. But I mean, even seen, Gordon like, Hayward left Utah. Not on a trade, but he even... Yeah. Fucking creamiest guy himself was yeah, I'm out like, of here. Exactly. <laughs> the great white hope is like, it's just too much for me. I'm, I'm gonna go to Boston. <laughs> that might be that might be the next matchup. Most racist city, <laughs> Boston or Utah? <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Back to all right. We're on Boston. We said racist city. Let's talk about the Boston Celtics. All right. You see that smooth segue. Transition. A one transition. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, bro, so we got Boston Celtics, Golden State Warriors. Um, to be honest, I was thinking, like, a couple of years back, a lot of people actually did have this as, like, a hip kind of prediction for the finals. Remember when, like, Boston was, like, young and on the come up? They were like, oh, they might be able to get past the Cavs. So it's kind of wild that, like, now we're seeing this matchup. So, like, I guess right away we get into our predictions. Like, what y'all think is the outcome of the series? Or do we want to wait till the end? this combo to get to that but you know it's, it's a lot to touch on just want to get your initial reaction first just it's hit it on the hit on it from the golden state side boston style it's funny you mentioned a couple of years ago because that was the season that Kyrie and gordon hayward were the star pickups so yeah, shout out yeah. to Kyrie and katie for not making the playoffs or sorry not making the finals and watching their former teams making it to the finals without that them fuck shit. y'all both um <laughs> <laughs> no for for boston i mean they they did have a tough you know series or at least tough route to getting to the NBA Finals versus the Warriors. So um, they had to do back-to-back game seven. It's going to come in tired. The Warriors are going to come in rested. And, um, I mean, you know, for, for these guys, I, what was it? The Warriors played in, in total 123, something like that. Finals, they had 123 finals appearances amongst all their players to Boston zero, and that's key. The Warriors play their best in the NBA Finals. And these Warriors are different from the KD Warriors because they're coming in hungry. This is more like the 2015 Warriors when they had came, when they came in with something to prove. And uh, and something to prove is what they're going to – is what their, you know, their mindset come in. With Clay coming in, with Draymond, with Steph, you know, people people were rooting these guys out and thought they were washed and they weren't ready and they weren't going to make it to this place and make it at this echelon again. And, you know, lo and behold, they're at the top of the West and, you know, for me, myself, I, if I had to do a prediction, I'd probably say Warriors and six. Yeah, I mean, you got to go with the experience here. I, I, I'm definitely going to end up picking the Warriors, but th- this is going to be a tough matchup for the Warriors themselves just because Boston is so heavily relying on their wings, and they are a deep team. The Warriors, I wouldn't say they're all the way top-heavy, but they are a little bit more relying on offense from their best players being Curry, Thompson, uh, Jordan Poole and Wiggins, but you know we we we've seen the ball get spread out a little bit more with Boston. But again, gotta go with the experience. 123 to zero. Ime Ime's first play uh, finals uh, as a coach. You know, first year as a coach. St- Steve Kerr has has had this experience on the Bulls, on the Spurs, has his experience with the Warriors. So, uh, and on top of that, I'm gonna have to agree with Mo where this is the Warriors' chance to jumpstart the dynasty talk. Uh, win another championship, let Steph Curry match up with LeBron, 
Steph Curry is the favorite, like minus 115 to win the, the finals MVP. This could be his year to win finals MVP. So these guys got something to prove. And I, I like Boston. I like the team, but hey, I, I hey, just man. like the Warriors more. <laughs> We don't say it's, that. It's gross to say it. It's gross to say it. I like everything you said. I liked it. I liked it all until that end. <laughs> it's gross to say it, but explicit content warning now. <laughs> as an <laughs> NBA like team, man, <laughs> this this NBA this as an NBA team, this Boston team is as good as it gets, man. They're offensively and defensively so good. Nah, you're right. Top you're to right. bottom, like it's it's hard to to root against them. But I'm gonna I'm gonna end my little Boston spiel with uh, a little bit of KD and Netslander. Two of the series Boston played against, they went to Game 7. And the Nets couldn't get one win against that team. (laughs) Not one win. (laughs) Pathetic. Sad. Like, ugh. But that being said, I I got Warriors in, I want to say 6 or 7. I'm leaning towards 7 because this Boston team has been fighting. But I think the Warriors could also get it done in 6. I'm inclined to agree with y'all, like, to be honest, just because, like, Curtis is a boring wisdom. pod, man. <laughs> we're also, <laughs> like, I kind of want to play that devil's avocado. Yes, avocado. We, I mean, we're millennials here. We, you, see, you, see, you see people assume we're devil's avocado. There you go. Um, I think two things might work in Boston's favor. One of them being kind of a basketball nerd thing. It's that, like, as good as passing as a team as the Warriors are, they're also really hot, prone to turnovers and kind of, like, sloppy mistakes. And we've seen Boston elite defense, and they thrive in transition with the kind of wings we, we see, you know, J- Jason and Jalen and just that deep crew they got. And two, I kind of recall just like, obviously, like, you know, they had their battles with LeBron. I'm talking about the Warriors. But, like, what who also gave them the most trouble is kind of a player that profiles similarly to Tatum. I'm talking about Kawhi, like a dominant wing player that seemed to always, like, get, like, take advantage of the Warriors and like it almost looked like Kawhi could carry the Spurs past the Warriors a few times you know what I mean that's true and we just saw what he did in the finals of 2019 and Boston Tatum also Boston matched up really well with the Warriors through the exactly, season they had exactly. a winning record against them exactly so like I'm kind of like going to be eyeing that uh, my heart wants to say Warriors just because I buy into the just like the redemption narrative they got going because we've we, we kind of think like it's been mad long since they've been in the finals it's really only been two seasons but during that two seasons they've been through so much Clay had like not not one but two devastating injuries. You know what I mean? Steph Curry was out. You know what I mean? Um, they had the James Wiseman debacle because like you know what I mean? They made this entire run without their number one or number two overall pick playing a minute for them, or basically. You know what I mean? So like, Golden State overcoming all that. I'm willing to not even willing. I definitely think they they're favored. Or I don't know. I haven't checked the odds, but I think Golden State will win. But those are two factors that at least I'm gonna be eyeing from my non-expert perspective. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Like, just going off that, do y'all think there's a specific X factor for each team? Or, like, with, with Golden State, wh- like, Faiz, what do you think would be the main X factor for, for them? Like, aside for Steph Curry, that's the obvious answer, you know? But, like, what do you think? I'm going to say Andrew Wiggins. I'm going to mm. say Andrew Wiggins' defense and his shot-making. His shot-making ability is going to be a huge factor. Uh, he's going to be guard- He's going to be matched up against the wings, I would say. Him and Jordan Poole, Klay Thompson, they're going to be like taking turns. Uh, we know what Klay Thompson can do. We already know he's a proven guy. Jordan Poole's a bucket. So I just really want to see Andrew Wiggins prove himself as a as a number one pick. You know, this is the stage to prove it at if he can get this ring. It's not an easy ring. Like, it's not like the KD situation where he right. came here by choice and all this. Like, it's a way different narrative for him. And on the Boston side, uh, I'm going to have to go with Jalen Brown. Uh, he's He's been, like, the number two behind Jason Tatum. But I think if he can elevate to a higher player, averaging maybe, like, 25, 23, 24 points a game, he can really be a difference maker for, for Boston. So, it's the wing play. That's yeah. that's really the X factor. Yeah. 
Um, Nafi, you said it was two years since the Warriors made the finals. It's actually been three years. It was 2019 when they. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah. Th- so three years ends up being it's it's actually crazy. a pretty long while. It's crazy to think it's been three years. But if I had to choose an X factor for the Warriors, I'd have to say Iguodala. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No. Is he actually still on the team? Yeah, he is, he is yeah, on the team. He's he been, on, he's oh, been on the bench oh, the whole time. He might play. Who knows? But um, yeah, And that Udonis Haslam, like, <laughs> reputation now. I dig it. I respect the, the hustle. The, I, think he, I think he might be the player who's played in, like, the most finals or something now. So some shit like that. Because he's played in definition a few of, of played, but I respect it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, go ahead. I mean, he got the first finals MVP, man. For the Warriors win, so yeah, just because like can he you believe that too much? Yeah, he LeBron. got he got a Finals That's MVP like, <laughs> for keeping LeBron to thirty points a game. <laughs> That's why that, he got. <laughs> honestly, looking back on it all, that was definitely an anti-Steph agenda amongst oh, the media voters 100%. at the time. Like, like I thought, like, okay, they're gonna give the role player his props, but that's that's obscene. When you go back and look at the numbers, you know what I mean, like. By the way, Iguodala is also the guy who got blocked by LeBron. The block oh, by yeah. James. That's that's <laughs> on Iguodala. So. Uh, but, I mean, it happens to be that these wing players outperform, you know, I get quote-unquote outperform Steph Curry in these finals because when they play against these strong wing players like Kawhi and LeBron, it's really KD that outshines, and it was Iguodala that, that shines. So Andrew Wiggins, I think, was a great was a great selection. Uh, if I had to pick one, I, I'd probably say Clay because Clay, Clay's coming in with a different kind of mentality, and he's coming in with that dog mentality that's different, and he's built different. And, you know, he's, he's going to be shooting lights out. Well, he hasn't been shooting lights on. That's the difference. Steph Curry will shoot lights on no matter what. Jordan Poole is going to do his thing off the bench. Uh, you know, Andrew Wiggins is going to step up defensively. He's going to he's going to be he's going to have a huge task to guard up against Jason Tatum and occasionally Jalen Brown. But Klay Thompson is going to be important because he's going to he's going to need to defend the other wing and he's going to need to shoot lights out. And he, we're going to see. I think we're going to see a different Klay Thompson. We're going to see more of the old. Clay Thompson. At least that's what I'm hoping. He got that for. dog in him. I respect that. Game six, Clay. He got that dog in him. He got that. <laughs> like that mean motherfucker looking off the bus. <laughs> this is his. This is his finals game. He's gonna come in thinking about what happened the last time he was in the NBA Finals, and I'm hoping that he's gonna use that to 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 you know to move forward and hustle even harder, and um and not not to be scared of the moment. And if anyone's not scared of the moment, it's Clay. You know, I think back to that first game. Yeah. He came back. His his second or third play was that dunk. He had a poster right away. He's not. He ain't, he's not afraid of the moment. Clay, I'm. You know, I think he's gonna have a big, big series ahead of him. I dig it. I mean, thing with like Clay though, it's like I, I, I'm gonna be keen on his defense as well, just because he hasn't really been that guy. But like, I definitely do buy into that human element. Like, he'll probably step up just because like it's not even just like Steph trying to get his redemption shit going. It's basically all of them. You know what I mean? And you know, Draymond's been like the ringleader. He's always talking shit. So like, it's really it's gonna be like. On all three of them to kind of live up to that redemption narrative. So that's honestly that's a beautiful thing to watch. And like on a selfish level, from a basketball fan standpoint, I just hope both teams stay healthy. As much as I fucking hate Boston, I, this could be a really like it has potential to be a super dope series. And like I know the Eastern Conference Finals was frustrating just because it felt like a blowout every other game, despite it going seven. I just hope both te- both squads stay healthy and we don't have like a you know a clay against the Toronto Raptors situation. You know what I mean? Like. Because I don't believe in asterisk on championship, but I just, you know, from a selfish point of view, we need to see both teams play to their potential. You know what I mean? Let me ask you guys a question. What what are some uh, advantages that you'd say Boston definitely has? You know, I think I think defense is easy to say, but, if, you know, let's let's hone in on that a little bit. What what would you guys say is a clear advantage that they have that, you know, the Warriors should look out, look out for? I think depth. 
like they 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 kind Facts. of like go a little bit further down. Where like with the center position, like Kevon Looney versus like Al Horford, I'm I'm trusting Al Horford much more, both defensively and offensively. But um, even besides that, I feel like the wing play, like, yes, they have Clay uh, Poole, who's kind of like a pseudo wing. He's more of a guard. But, and then uh, Andrew Wiggins. But come on, man. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum has played himself into a top five NBA right. player conversation. And uh, that's just they're, – they're just too stacked at that wing position. They have two of the – like, if you're asking me tomorrow, would I want to build a team around Jalen Brown, I'm saying yes. So they have two of those types of players. So – I gotta go with wing, wing yeah, and depth. Like wing and like. Ooh, let's go. Rangers just scored. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, uh, it's a hockey update provided by Faiz. Please <laughs> need this. Um, to that point though, I think like even honing in on the wing being advantage is also just like a type of wing. It's like athleticism right, right. and like length, like pause. You know what I mean? But like literally traditionally, I feel <laughs> traditionally I feel like like the Warriors. Do have some trouble with it, especially, and like that's it contributed to not only them getting KD. Obviously, you want to get KD because it's fucking KD. But like, if you look at that lineup at the time, having that wing, like that piece at the wing spot, was their missing ingredient. They tried to rely on Harrison Barnes. We saw how how much that fucked up. You know what I mean? When he couldn't make a shot against the Cavs. So really, that comes down to to the, to the point or the X factor question we brought up previously. Like Wiggins being the X factor on Golden State kind of indicates what I think is, you know, Boston's key advantage. It's just a wing, you know what I mean? Like, and that, it's going to be a fun series just go in that regard because I feel like, not to say Tatum is at that level, but he's kind of like filling that LeBron role. But then, like, going to sit in those finals, ba- finals, like, battles with the Cavs, never really had that secondary wing player to worry about. Yeah, they had Kyrie to worry about, and yeah, Kevin Love could get hot, but, like, that second piece, like Jalen Brown on the wing, as different, you know, because it's different than, like, guard to guard, you know what I mean? Because you could play, like, at that time, they were ho- just hoping they could have Steph and Kyrie cancel each other out as far as offense from the guard spots. But looking at it from a basketball nerd point of view, they, I feel like this is not, not th- it, that it's an uncomfortable situation, it's different, you know, and I'm going to be watching that because as, as, like, experienced as they are, I don't think they've seen this in their previous finals matchups, yeah. you know. Maybe they saw it against Toronto, they had the Kawhi, OG, Ananobi kind of combo, and then, Pascal Siakam was like an oversized wing. So uh, we saw the Raptors actually gave the Warriors a run for their money with their athleticism and their defense, you know. So we'll see. Well, you know, it's, it'll be a fun series. At least I'm hoping. You, you, know? you mentioned uncomfortable. I, I want to give some shout and some flowers to the reigning defensive player of the year who's going to match mm. up against Steph Curry the whole time. And this is a guy that Steph Curry has not faced at all in these playoffs. You, you talk about the Grizzlies. You talk about, you know, the, the Nuggets. You talk about, um, fuck, who do they just beat? I'm blanking. Who do, who do the Warriors just beat? The Mavs. The Mavs. They, the they have yeah. no player like Marcus Smart who's going to be able to match up the way he is to, to Steph Curry. And not, not just that. There's also that human element. I think, you know, especially in that last game in Game 7, you, you start to wonder if, if the Celtics were starting to get scared of the moment. And they, they saw that they saw that lead slipping away. And who was it that started shooting it? Even, even though it wasn't going in, it, it went in when it mattered. Marcus Smart hit those mm. free throws that, that put them up. So he's gonna he's never gonna be scared of the moment. He's gonna do everything that he can, physically, mentally, and emotionally, especially to keep this team, you know, there because this this is this is a this is a whole different beast. You know, game seven is yes, one sir. thing, the NBA finals is a whole other thing. And Marcus Smart, to me, is gonna be that X factor. Keep them keep them That's in. A good point, bro. I always saw Marcus Smart was like I always saw him as like a mini Draymond for like Boston right. and like I see like Steve Kerr threw that same comp out of there, you know what I mean? So like yo, Nickish podcast, Steve Kerr, same wavelength, you know what I mean? Look at us. <laughs> 
Just a bunch of non-experts just, like, bringing the same points as, like, championship-winning coaches. You know what I mean? This is what the people come for. We basically I mean? got, like, seven rings, bro. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> As a collective, but we got it. Exactly. It's all about the unity. Teamwork I, made the dream work. You know what I mean? I, I also do want to highlight uh, the Boston's big depth. Like, you know, Golden State is basically empty at the big spot besides right, Draymond. Right. I'm not counting Kevin, Kevon Luling. Like, he scored 20 points for the first time in, like, seven years. But Wild you got You got Al Horford, Grant Williams, and Robert Williams, all three of which have been able to, like, cycle through the rotation and stay on the floor for Boston. They, none the of them ever... Shady, though. You forgot Daniel Tice. You oh. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a gigantic Eminem out there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that shit spooked me sometimes. I see him celebrating. I was like, what the fuck is Marshall Mathers doing on the court? <laughs> and then you got Kyle Lowry's twin fucking Grant Williams Yo. running around, man, look like. <laughs> so th- they're big depth, and they can all shoot the three. Like, it's it's going to be an interesting series for sure, and I'm, I'm excited. Did, we, did you guys Hot say your predictions? I, I know Faiz mentioned his Nafi. I don't know if he mentioned your finals uh, prediction. I'm going to go. You know what? As as much as I just played that devil's advocate bullshit with Boston, I'm gonna be bold. Golden State in five. Okay. Fuck it, fuck it. They hungry. You know what I mean? In fact, for the listeners, I'm gonna make sure my parlays reflect this. Is is gonna be completely devastating, but I'm gonna do I'm it for the content. <laughs> I'm gonna do it for the gentleman sweep. Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hold you to that. We gonna see the screenshots. Hey. <laughs> Win or lose, you got y'all got them. This is audio record. All right, so that's the NBA oh, Finals. Um, any Knicks topics that we want to cover in this episode? Um, y'all seen that Bagley report? I mean, real quick, we can hit on it. I know we haven't really dug into draft prep, but, like, I just opened up the Ringer mock draft yesterday, so, you know what I mean? Shout out to them folks over there for the content. But uh, apparently ba- Bagley said today that uh, there are kind of, as he spoke to people around the NBA at the Combine, I believe, there's an impression that the Knicks are actively seeking to trade up and uh rumor seems to be it might be for Jaden Ivey um you, I, th- I saw Jonathan Gavoni of Draft Express the original Draft Express like he had a bold prediction on somebody else's pod I don't remember who it was but he was like his bold prediction the Knicks trade up for Jaden Ivey in the top five so I feel like maybe is this one of those situations where like there's smoke there's fire or what y'all make of that whole situation you know starting with Bagley's report and I guess if y'all want to hit on that Draft Express bold prediction you know I mean, yo, Nafi, you and me are fucking cerebral, bro. The night of the lottery, we were saying that the Knicks are, like, they're aiming to move up, and it's for Ivy. That's that's the, you know, Boom. the goal. a couple of basketball so, geniuses here. Just a whole trio, you know, trifecta maybe, of just, like, wait, basketball Didn't knowledge. that dude, some dude got hired as, like, an assistant GM from ESPN or something for, for the yeah, Blazers? Yeah, Mike Smith, yo, shout that, out to him, bro. That's about to be us. End of summer, that's about to be you and me, bro. Come on. <laughs> Why do you think we've been bigging up World Wide West for this long? You know what I mean? Like, that man's listening. He's going to give us I, a job. I would be, like, ecstatic. That's my dream scenario. I would love if the Knicks could move up. But it's, like, you know, a few, when we were talking about it, like, two weeks ago, I was more excited to think that the Knicks could move up to five, six, seven, and still potentially land Ivy. But it's looking like no matter what, the Kings are going to take him at four. And obviously, this is just Kings Twitter, but... I saw like King's Muse, the the account tweet. The only way I'm trading for the trading with the Knicks for the fourth pick is if they involve RJ. And I, I, there's no way in hell I'm trading RJ for no. for a lottery pick. Like that's just not gonna hell happen no. in this in this in that's this just world right backwards. now. backwards. Exactly, and like most of the Kings fans, I feel like have the same type of mentality about it. So the only way the Knicks could get Jaden Ivy is by moving to that fourth pick. And I don't really see a world where Julius Randle and and picks. 
can get that deal done. If they can, I'm all for it. I would love it. But with Sabonis being on that team, I just I don't I don't see a world where the Knicks managed to land Jaden Ivey this offseason. Mm, to me, man, we got to be salesmen mm. right now. That's a beautiful <laughs> offer. A lightly used Julius Randle, you know what I mean? Just like somewhat, you know what I mean, dead stock, you know what I mean? With the no- you said somewhat dead stock? <laughs> he, he ain't been dead stock for like 10 years, <laughs> bro. <laughs> this is like when your boy's trying to sell you a sneaker and it got <laughs> creases, cracking, like... She got the sole falling off. Like, here you go. Julius Randle. Yo, all it needs is a Don't soul swap, bro. All you got to do is a soul swap and like, you know, it's just yellowing a little bit. Put it in the like, laundry, you good. It's, fresh. it's all perspective. <laughs> One man's trash is somebody else's less used trash. You know what I mean? Like, if, they didn't, if they didn't have Sabonis, I'd be much more confident in this upsell of Julius right, Randle. Right. But <laughs> having that, having a calmer Julius Randle on your team, like maybe not a better jump shooter, but passer, like I just I don't I don't really see that happening. But hey, if it happens, I'm I'm all for it. I think Jaden Ivey is a, is the guy that the Knicks should be targeting, and Facts. it's good that we're even hearing these conversations. The fact that they're even willing to make the calls, I'm, yeah. I'm all for it. it. It might not be with the Kings, but I think it's interesting that in the same week that we're hearing about Jalen Brunson wanting like 125 million dollars, and we're Knicks good fans Lord. are kind of ruling that out, and the fact that Donovan Mitchell is highly unlikely to be traded to the Knicks. We saw that report come right. out by somebody. Right. It's interesting that we're seeing mm. Jalen Brunson, Mitchell, and Jaden Ivey being mentioned all in a span of a couple of days and these guys are intentional and strategic with with what they let out so uh, it might not be through the kings but i think it's definite i think we can be confident that they're that they're definitely targeting jade and ivy which is what we want i see that like you think in that like they're putting that negative vibes out there with regards to mitchell and brunson to like let the fan base know this is not who we're gonna get but then they're putting out the positive spin that like yo Jaden Ivey is in play exactly. though, not to like directly hit that. Ah, you know, and and maybe maybe it might work the other way around that we're without you know, as as a sales guy, like I'm sure our parents be doing this show all the time. But like, yo, I'm not interested just to get them to lower the price. It might work the same way with, with the Jazz, and you know, I I still believe that we can offer a stronger package pause than 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 the Miami Heat could, and um, hey, yo. that, you know, it might work that way. But I think. I think we we have a decent chance at getting Jay and Ivy, and uh, why, there's no reason why the Kings would want to draft him. You know, they had Halliburton, and then they got David Mitchell, and they got Rip Halliburton. They still have David Mitchell, and they still have you know Darren Fox on the team. It doesn't make sense to add now Jay and Ivy. They're they're gonna be repeating the same mistake, and you know we repeat the same thing the over King. and over again. That's it's insanity. Kings, I mean, I mean that's it's the, the same shit they did with Halliburton. Like, well, they get Halliburton if the they got Kings. Fox. The only reason I think they go with Jaden Ivy is because I feel like he's the clear cut. For, like mm. you know, it's like the the draft to get like the RJ draft where like after one and two they fall off. After one, two, three it falls off, and I feel like Shaden Sharp is cool. He's like a he's a little X factor there, but proven talent. Jaden Ivey's there, and yo, why not do the Halliburton thing again? Keep Jaden Ivey on your team for a year, build his stock up, and then get a two time All Star player type of player for him. And you know how these point guards are, man. People are feeding for but that points. logic. That the Halliburton trade here. wasn't even that good of a trade, and I. I don't know if the Kings recognize it. Maybe the rest of the NBA recognizes it. But it will be highly unlikely for them to make that same kind of trade for back-to-back picks like that. Yeah, it's, it's the again, Kings, it's the man. Kings. Then it's the it's Kings. It's the Kings, man. All lies, you can bro, rationale. If I were, if if I were the, the Kings, I would have traded De'Aaron Fox to get Sabonis and keep Halliburton, but it's, it's the, the Kings. Kings, man. So, I, you know, at the end of the day, I could see a world where they're like, yeah, I got – Jaden Ivey, because Jaden Ivey isn't really a traditional point guard. He's yeah, more of the he's, he's like a com, he's more of a shooting guard combo guard who could play off. So, you know, it's it's most of the time they Fox. go with the best. He's talent. De'Aaron Fox, just a right-handed guy. 
We're just making yeah. the upsell for the Kings. They're going to make this exact move, and we're going to be like, yeah, of course they did this. They're the Kings. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, this is the you same know, franchise. It's been several presidential administrations since they've been there. I, I really do <laughs> think this this would be a great place for the Knicks to consolidate their assets, though, because instead right. of trading everything in the house for Donovan Mitchell, you get a player with team control, you control his contract, and, a, you know, a potential star, you know? So I think this would be – and this is what the Knicks seem like they've been wanting to do. Because remember, in the Obi Toppin draft, they were really eyeing Obi, but he ended up falling to them anyway. So the Knicks have seen mm. like they've been trying to move up for one of these players. So I'm hoping it's Jaden Ivey, would man. You guys, I'm, I'm, would I'm, you guys do 11 in Obi? Hell no. Wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Faiz is uh, is oddly quiet. Oh no! Oh no! I'm not saying I'm not say, saying bro. like I'm not like definitely saying yes, but like, sheesh, man, the point guard. That answer is tough, man. I saw it's... somebody posted his stats after like uh, or like the last 18 games. He went into god mode at the power forward position. Yeah, I would yeah, think, yeah. I would think like it's a nah. tough. It's definitely a tough thing. But I'm saying you gotta think about it. Like you're giving up the eighth pick and the eleventh pick to move up to the fourth pick, which doesn't seem like not really though. Not it, really. Obi shouldn't have been the eighth pick. He should have been a higher pick. He shouldn't have. We know he what the eighth have, pick but, turned out to. He's not. He's not your typical eighth pick. If, even if we do like a redraft, I feel like Obi ends up still follow falling. I, and this is off the top of my head. I'm not. That's why I'm not saying I would definitely do this trade. Like I'm still definitely gotta look into it a little bit more. And it also depends on. What are we doing? Like, if if we're not moving at Randall at all, if next year Randall and Obi's gonna be on our team, one of them has to go. And I would prefer to keep Obi on the team. I would prefer to do this trade with Randall. Let's let's get out Randall and the eleventh pick. But if we're gonna have to keep one power forward and we get a point guard, like, I, I at one point we're gonna have to do something. You know, it's a hard it's a hard one though. I feel you. I, that that philosophy right there just it it sums it up like. What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> that, that's, you know? that's, that's a question that the front office is posing and we're posing. Like, whatever we're doing, we need to do it. I, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, we got to stick to something. We got to stick to something. Like, pick Obi or Randall. We got we to gotta make a decision. And yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I, like, I really like Jaden Ivey. And I feel like he would be the point guard answer that we're looking for. He's basically like those the, the type of uh, explosive player that we've been, like, fiending for for so long. So. I, but it's definitely a, it's not an easy answer. I admittedly I haven't answer. seen too much footage of Jaden Ivey. I've seen clips here. In there, I know you know a lot of Knicks fans are hot for this guy, but do you really think his upside is that much higher than IQ's? You mean Obi? No, Jaden. Oh, Jayden than IQ? IQ? Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know. IQ is it's it, really so. it's it's is really it? tough, but I'd say okay. yeah, just because the the thing that he brings with like a first quick first step, like he's athletic, man, and and he has a he has good for a, a shooting guard. He has really good vision on the court, and I feel like he's just gonna get better. So I just got I, I gotta say yeah yeah as far as they're, upside they're I also two always, different players though exactly yeah but like to your point Faiso generally when it comes to upside I generally always lean on like explosive athleticism being like more of a greater indicator of greater upside which is why I would keep Obi just because we've seen right, special right. athleticism from him you know what I mean bro Jade so, and Ivy and Obi on the same team would be insane like transition yeah. wise wow like. I don't know if we're allowed to dream like that, but like I'm willing to, I'm willing to embrace it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if it's possible to give up Randall and like a like a future pick, we have the Dallas picks for a reason. You know, our whole debacle over the second round picks, like this is where I'm like, whole yeah, manifesto, throw, bro. I'm throw the second round picks, <laughs> throw throw as many second round picks because I feel like this is where we're getting the star star potential. Like Jaden Ivy could be the face of the Knicks 
future. And that's why I'm like very excited about him. But exactly, with the Obi thing, it's, it's a hard question. I'm not jumping to say yes. For sure. That'd be crazy. If we could give a Randall 11 and a future first-round pick for Ivy, and we keep IQ, and we keep Obi, and we got RJ. You, we you basically move keep towards... everybody we like. We're not allowed to have nice things <laughs> yeah, like right. that. Like, <laughs> that shit never yeah, works never our works way, out. bro. God damn it. The youth movement works in the in the direction we want. Everything works in the timeline. Nafi's right. Life is not that good. We're not fucking we're not fucking Lakers fans, bro. Get fucking everything handed to you in a fucking gold platter. Purple and gold right. platter. We are not Lakers fans. We also are not rooting for Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Apparently they're keeping him, so hey. God bless Los Angeles. There's something going on there. If Kurt Rambis is in your decision making process at any point, <laughs> there's, there's something wrong in your front mm. office. So. I remember when that was part of our, our exactly. Office, this so. is the PTSD scars talking right you, now. Uh, you you mentioned Russell, but I'm gonna talk about it. another Russell because his name came up in some in some rumors. Russell Wilson, not D'Angelo. Broncos. We're talking about D'Angelo. <laughs> his great. name was brought up wow. as a. I I, well, I don't know what the term was. I think it was a it was a low possibility or a low key kind of trade that the Knicks might look into. I think Steve Mills is just pointing shit out there and just hoping it sticks. Cause you said Steve Mills? That was his guy, I think, right? Steve Mills wanted D'Angelo Russell Scott Perry? before he got fired. I mean, Steve, not, Steve Mills I, did want him. That's Perry's why he got fired. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Steve Mills was like, yo, we need to go all in. We need to say we're going to see him with D'Angelo Russell. Like, That's why he was like, oh. So I'm going I'm to I'm repeat what I said back then. D'Angelo, actually, you know what? D'Angelo is a, a little bit better than he was back then, but I'm going to just politely decline. You know what I mean? I don't want to get into that business because at the end of the day, his contract, to me, doesn't make it worth it, especially when we got IQ in in the wings. You know what I mean? That's kind of a situation where it's like, yeah, you want to bring in Donovan Mitchell, but that's a different caliber of guard than D'Andre Russell. And I'm not, you know what I mean? That's just my perspective. Yeah. What do you think, Faiz, the whole D'Andre Russell? Uh, D'Andre Russell, man, I'm not, I feel like I was higher on him a little bit earlier with, like, the Nets, the Nets stuff. Like, after the Warriors and the Timberwolves kind of injury prone and then like when he's not there he's like completely a non-factor sometimes like defensively don't like him much the contract is high I, i'm not i'm not i'm not crazy for d'angelo russell no he's not even that athletic like he's really relying on the shooting so eh, I, i'm not i'm not there depends on also what the package is like if we're giving a fucking randall for d'angelo russell i'm not i'm not going crazy like it's a it's a need we need to fill but i'm not i'm not really looking too deeply into it yeah, I, I just don't think D'Angelo is that good. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, maybe I'm wrong. I, it's just my eye test. I don't research that much on the on the Timberwolves, but I just don't think D'Lo is that TV, good. Bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Honestly, I just feel like yeah, yeah. Can we kind of got like to stay on this D'Angelo Russell topic for just a little bit longer? We got to ask ourselves why is this even being explored? Because I feel like they already got Anthony Edwards, they got Cat. So like that Minnesota themselves recognize that D'Angelo Russell is it a piece worth building around? So why would we want to put ourselves in that position? You know what I mean? We're already trying to get off of Randall. So I don't know. I don't want to see that Lakers reunion. Unless we're doing Randall for D'Angelo, then you've got me intrigued. You have yeah, my attention. Yeah, but it's not even like I'm intrigued in D'Angelo Russell. I'm more exactly. intrigued to get like Randall swap, off the team. Julie's not, exactly. Yeah. You know what but mean? It That's will, the I, I will say it will be fun to see D'Angelo Russell go for 50 points against the Nets because he fucking hates them or something. That that would be interesting. <laughs> like, I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll take it. Fuck it. You know what? Fuck the Nets. I respect it. Get yeah. the angel in here. I'm just not. I'm not crazy for it. It's definitely not something. I think that's what Steve for. Wills wanted, though. He's like, oh, I need to save my job. Let's embarrass Brooklyn at the same time. Let's get the angel. <laughs> Jimmy D will love that. Yeah, then... I, I just. I also don't know what his contract situation is. I know he has a max contract. I don't think he has much left on his contract. So hopefully that's the case. But I'm not. 
I'm not entirely. I sure. think in any case, I think the fact that we're looking for a point guard is positive, and I'll just yes. try to. I'll just but, keep trying to get but, that. By the way, I, I did hear that the Knicks are out of the Colin Sexton race, though. Okay. I heard they. they I didn't even know that race was being there. run. The fuck. <laughs> Cavs. Cavs are the Cavs aren't keeping him. So. When did this happen? Apparently since last year. I don't know if you guys remember. We were trying to give like opium for him. Thank God we didn't do that. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. I think I was Dark down time. for that last year too. God. I was. I was too. Dark I was too. I'll be honest. Yeah. I'll be honest. But yeah, definitely no way. Yeah. No way in hell we're doing that. All right. Um, any huh? any other tidbits that we want to point out? I mean, not much news on Mitchell Robinson other than the fact that they've uh, they have some trainers that you know the next front office sent to to you know have him work out. Um, Jericho Sims, you know, good good articles that Fred Katz wrote. That yeah, was fire article, yeah, by Fred yep. Katz on on the Athletic. If y'all got a subscription or that. y'all bum a subscription off a off a homie, mm-hmm. you know I me, mean? just uh, check that I out. I bum my really subscription dope. off you guys. So hey, hey, you're not supposed to put that up. He lying. We all have our individual. <laughs> Fred Katz get on the pod. We got our all. We all got our own shit. <laughs> but that was a dope article. It was kind of talk about how like the organization, what they see in him as far as potential, and kind of like the development that went in through the season. It was a kind of a quick read too, so definitely recommend checking that out as far as like a tidbit to close out on. But yeah man, I'm just excited for like basketball, like tomorrow to start and also just like for us to get into like the draft and like free agency shit. Cause you know what I mean? That's, the off that's season. what the Knicks bread and butter the off is. Season. Yeah, that's our real season. That's <laughs> Knicks real season. You know what I mean? That's our shit. <laughs> yes sir. <laughs> um, I mean it's a good yeah. time in New York, man. You got Emmanuel quickly, Obi Toppin, Deuce at the Rangers games. Rangers are up four two against Tampa. Like yeah, I, I this just is true. Nice. You know, it's it's a good off season. Like fuck it. We chill. Yankees are playing well. Mets are playing well. Like Giants fired Dave Gettleman. That happened like months ago, but it still counts. It still I took counts. that as a victory because I fucking counts. hated his guts. Daniel he, Jones he... didn't get opted into that last yes, year. Sir. So... Talk about it. Praise be. <laughs> I mean, yo, Brad Dabo was at the at the Rangers games too. It's I don't know, man. I love when New York sports is do, like doing good. It's, the city just has a different vibe, facts, man. Like, and, like people who have never watched hockey, aka me, will be chatting it up with someone on the train about fucking Rangers and shit. It's it's been fun. It's been fun, and I I just wish I just really wish the Knicks could do this because man, the whole NBA would be on fire. It was on fire a year and a half ago. Last year, right? <laughs> like so last I... year. Yeah, we had a taste. So we just Man, hope, like we the, get back. The to NBA it. was on fire day one when the Knicks beat the Celtics. This right last mm-hmm. season, that was. I was ready for the championship parade. I was like, "Let's do it." Evan Fournier, he's legit, like the French clay. Let's do it. You know what I mean? I was so ready. We saw our fans. Like that was when the famous, infamous, whatever the fuck video, side talk video happened. You know what I mean? Ugh, I hate mentioning it. <laughs> fuck. I I, I, I love I love side, I love side talk, but not that. I love side talk, but that video cursed did, our season. Really it's yeah. not. It's probably not true, but like I don't know. It's bad vibes around the video. Nah, it's bad left. vibes. It was it's bad bad. vibes once MSG fucking gentrified the Bing mm-hmm. Bong and started yep. playing it yep. in the fucking. Bro, the funniest yeah, shit was when when people in the comments would be like, people from Long Island are like, "What does Bing Bong mean? Like, what, what does that even stand for? Like, that's how you know you've never been on anything besides the L I R R." Right. Yes. Shout out to uh, was it Nems, Nems the the yeah. rapper coined that term so yeah shout out to him he's a uh, he's a funny Nems dude Nems and not like, on a completely and not Bing Bong guy who tried to fucking get Yo, money real, off yeah. the I mean, term respect the hustle but sometimes the hustle does not need to be respected like I guess if that put that on a fortune cookie <laughs> someone write that down all right uh, we appreciate you guys checking out this episode of Nickish make sure you tune in June is gonna be a huge month. 
for the brand. Sure. Keep your eyes out. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Nickish Show. With the draft coming up, we got more apparel along the way. We got Nickish Weekly posts coming in. That those are some articles. Nafi and shout out to Omar. You know, got some pieces on the way and uh, a lot more in store. Yeah, our man's got COVID, by the way. He was out of commission. He's back. So excited. he's recovering. He's back in the lab. We got him in the dungeon. Not giving him food or water until we get that article. So trust, it'll, it's, it'll be there. <laughs> Just straight vitamin C into the veins. So Yo, exactly. Better. We got a bucket right next to it, too, so he can take a piss. You know what I mean? We don't even put the bucket inside the dungeon. You know what I mean? He's got to piss through the fucking bars. You know what I mean? Like, it's happening. Omar's in there cooking now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the, dungeon, the dungeon is James <laughs> Dolan's office. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Heath, why do you think we so cozy with him now? I'm playing. Okay. <laughs> All right, until next time, take care, everyone. Peace. 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 <laughs>